Today on the show, congrats to the WNBA champion Seattle Seahawks. Is Alabama that much better than anyone else in college football? And your hot topic, what is going on with Josh Gordon and the Browns? All this and more on You Don't Know Jack. Welcome to You Don't Know Jack. We are the Outsiders Looking In. My name is Chris Brown. And I'm Hubert Maitland. And this is episode 28, recording on Sunday, September 16th, 2018. Finally on a Sunday. Finally on a Sunday. Football Sunday. Really excited about that. But you know how we do it here. Everyone has an opinion on sports. Everybody thinks that their team is going to win or they have the uh, the inside information. Oh, man. Michael Kendricks. <laughs> insider trading. Yeah, insider trading. But I think that we should just enjoy the uncertainty of sports and entertainment in the United States and the rest of the world because I don't know and you don't know Jack. Jack. Let's get into some shout outs. You know you make me wanna So before uh, we get to our, our list, I'm glad you brought up Michael Kendricks. Um, <laughs> I'm going to shout him out real quick for for being a guy that's going to be headed to prison maybe for the next 20 to 25 years. Because, I, you know, I hope not. I, I really don't either. I mean, I don't think it's that big a deal. He just made money. Uh, the government doesn't like that. But, well, um, no, no I, I definitely don't like insider trading. I just think that whenever white collar crime, uh, whenever somebody gets caught for white collar crime, it usually ends up being like five years, 10 years. Right. Like the only person I could think of that really got punished was like Bernie Madoff. Yeah. I think um, yeah. Martha Stewart went to jail for like, what, two years or something like that. Yeah, but I just I just want to kind of shout him out for getting a job, even though throughout this crisis, you know, he's they, there's rumors that he signed with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. So uh, I just kind of wanted to, to give him a little shout out, you know, stay focused, young man. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens at the yeah. end of it. The crazy thing is a lot of people are saying that he probably could have stayed with the Browns like the Browns thought it was more serious than it was or they well, don't know well obviously the court case is going to take a long time right so we'll have to figure out exactly will, what happens yeah well i heard they pushed back the uh uh the court trial date so he could play the whole season without yeah. going to court so but just fine um you're to your point about the browns uh the browns has been <laughs> i've always been a uh a league of overreaction uh, or not yeah. league, a league, a, a organization of or, of overreaction. So, yeah, um, they lose out every year, and you know this year probably won't be any different. So, yeah, excuse me. Wow, yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen. I think Hugh Jackson. Oh man, I, I didn't get a chance to watch Hard Knocks, but a lot of people just say Hugh Jackson really isn't a head coaching type. I mean, we knew this. So, we knew this going in when he had. I, two I was hopeful. Seasons. I was very hopeful, but yeah, it really looks like he's just not able to do it. And I mean, he was a great offensive coordinator in Cincy, so 
I was hoping it would translate, but it just uh, too many things are happening with the Browns. And I don't know. Uh, obviously, Hugh Jackson just got there three years ago, mm-hmm. and the Browns have been bad for like 15 years or more. That's no excuse. He's so, got to turn the ship. He's got to write the ship. He's got at least, he at least yeah. has to win five games in the two years, three years that he's been there. No, I agree. I and agree. He has His what? record is uh, abysmal. Yeah, so what? Two zero win seasons. I mean, I I don't I don't know. I think only one, but I, I think mean, the, 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 well the other two. season it was one. Yeah, you might yeah. as well say two. Yeah, uh, it's been a it's been it's just it, it's from the top down, and uh, and we've got off on a tangent. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Michael Kendricks, so I just want to shout him out for being uh, signed by Seattle, signed by Seattle, and for Hugh Jackson. I guess we'll throw him in here. Uh, still having a job. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> From that, uh, from the Seahawks to the Seattle Storm, WNBA championship has been acquired. Yes. Earned. 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 I don't want to say acquired. Earned. <laughs> they gave it to them. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! Well, honestly, like what? It was 3-0, right, for the series? Yeah. So, uh, it, and it wasn't really it was, that close. The yeah, Mystics are a really good team, but man. Ella Dawn let me down. Yeah. I the just, oh, man. She was, she was, she was my, she was my, my favorite player throughout the, the season. She, her passion and energy and what she can do on the floor. And, uh, yeah, it didn't translate to, I guess she was hurt too. I mean, I heard rumors yeah, that she, she was had hurt. Yeah, she had bad so, knee bruise. Yeah. Like so, she, I don't know what she did to it, but it looked like she stepped wrong and then yeah. the, the knee like compacted on itself. It was oh, weird. man. So yeah, I just, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't their year, but I mean, this, they'll grow from this experience and, uh, Hopefully next year they can get back to this this spot. But the Seattle Storm, they're just they're cooking right now. Yeah, cooking. I mean they they came with a force. Yes. I mean, so game three where they actually finished out the championship, they finished out the sweep. Uh, Brianna Stewart had thirty points in thirty nine minutes with eight rebounds and three assists. Yeah, Natasha Howard had twenty nine points, fourteen rebounds and three assists. I. Man, I can't say enough about that team. Sue Bird yes. balling as always double, with double. a double double, ten mm-hmm. points, ten assists. I mean, Just yeah, I, I I give them credit. Brianna Stewart is a boss, and that, that's the thing. Like she won four championships in, at UConn. Yeah, four. She, and now she's, she's won that, a championship. She's here. got that championship pedigree. Yep, continuing in the uh, in the WNBA. Yeah, so. Yeah, c- congratulations to them. Wow, she's actually kind of shorter than I thought she was. I mean, she's 6'4", but I thought that she was taller than that. I mean, <laughs> she's taller than me and you put together, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> true, true. But, yeah, congratulations to them. You know, they they, they hard-fought game, uh, but uh, Seattle came out on top, so. Yep. And uh, Stewart also won Finals MVP, so she got the WNBA season MVP as well as Finals MVP as well as the championship. LeBron did yeah. that. I, yeah, I'm just Le- kidding. But yeah, I don't know if he has actually. I don't know. He probably he came close. I don't know if he actually did it the same year. And I go give it to him because you know. Anyways, it's not LeBron segment. <laughs> Anyways, going on, going on. Oh, yes. College football, tons of uh, games to recap this week, but uh, just some quick shout-outs here. Big ups to Troy. Wait, what? Yeah, Troy and Alabama. Uh, the, Tro- the, the Troy Trojans, the ones that beat uh, – uh, there was another SEC team or FC- FBS team that they beat last year in the upset. Uh, they beat Nebraska this year, 24-19. Uh that team is very talented, very, very talented. Got some great players. Uh, they just, I don't know 
if they should stay in the FCS. Literally, they they are that good. You know, you know how they have like Samford that almost beat the Florida State. We should yeah. get the Florida State a little later on in the segment. But <laughs> uh, you had you know these these kind of these kind of FCS schools that you know have a chip on their shoulder and can go out here and beat uh, these big storied schools. Um, Where's Troy from? Uh, uh, Alabama. Huh. It's, it's Troy okay. is Troy is. I'm trying to trying to because you know I, I I I my stomping grounds is from you know uh, Graceville, Florida, um, the Panhandle the area, Panhandle, the Florida, Gulf Shores, right there next to Dothan, Alabama. So if you Alabama Shore, yes. <laughs> so if you go if you go a little bit north of Dothan, you'll you'll hit Troy. Gotcha. So it's in the southern part of of Alabama, and those boys can ball. Those boys know how to ball. So okay, okay, um, yeah. yeah, they beat the the Cornhuskers, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, 20, see, like they, you said, twenty. Hit the location right there and see Troy, Alabama. I uh, hit the oh, wrong hit the, one. I mean, like, that's the state. <laughs> you know what the state is. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's cause big ups to them because I think they they have the team that could technically take any well. Most FCS schools. See, there's Dothan right there, and then a little further up, on uh, I guess it's 231, or fourth. Uh, yeah, yeah 231. 231. Yeah, 231. See, that's some old grounds. I know what I'm talking about. There you go. 231. You hit Troy. We've got an insider, up. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, we, I passed Troy a number of times going up to Montgomery and all that. So yeah, those those boys. Uh, congratulations to them. I want them to beat Alabama that way. <laughs> I don't think they will, but you know. No, they congratulations. Anyways, is that the first FCS up, upset of the college football season? Uh, I, I no, because uh, they could have the uh, uh, Sanford could have easily beaten us. I just but it was they just but miraculous. they did They should have. I'm just saying they should have. Yeah. Um, there was another school that had a close call, but I'm not sure. I think they said something about UC Davis. Um. Uh, so yeah, I I, I think. I don't know. I, I think there are a lot of teams that are really good. I, obviously, UCF is not an FCS school. They're an FBS school, but they're considered like a lower rank FBS school. Yeah. I don't know. I really think that they um, they uh, have the ability to play with the big dogs. Yeah. Like if you really have the chemistry and you have decent players, especially in the SEC country, you yes. know, like you, you can play. Yeah. And I'll, actually, on the note of UCF, their game was canceled uh, this week. Uh, we want to just give a... Oh man, I don't know. Just thoughts and prayers to everybody affected by uh, Hurricane Tropical Storm Florence, because mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of games canceled this week due yes. to that inclement weather. Yes. Um, uh, there's been a report that over five deaths have already occurred Actually, due to the storm. Be, I've heard that report jump to like eleven. Eleven? Oh yeah, man. So I, I just reports <sighs> right now, but what I saw last, the death toll was eleven. I don't know. That may be yeah. fake news. I don't know, but. Well, I I saw my reports around Thursday or Friday, so yeah. it's I'm sure it's risen yeah, by now. I think now. I saw that yesterday. So, but yeah, just definitely thoughts and prayers out to everybody affected by the storm. Yes. Um, uh, UCF and UNC was canceled, as well as I think Virginia, um, Virginia Tech, or no, I think it was Virginia. No, Virginia. U- UVA yeah. got canceled yeah. as well. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, the, granted, the storm was weaker than we thought it was, which is a good thing. Great thing. Um, you know, but just got to uh, count your blessings. Yeah, but it dumped a lot of rain, dumped a lot of rain and a lot of flooding. So, 
Yeah. Uh, people have to pick themselves back up from that and, and, and hopefully they can do that and hopefully they get a lot of help in that, in that area. So yeah, hopefully football, you know, provides a little bit of a uh, relief or something like that. You just kind of focus on something else for a little bit. Right. Right. Uh, entertain yourself while you're going through the struggles. And see crazy upsets like BYU beating Wisconsin. Wisconsin was ranked number six in number the nation. Number six in the nation. I, when I B- saw them up there, I was like, oh, okay, they must be a pretty good team. Yeah. BYU B- was unranked, Unranked. Right? <laughs> so how far does Wisconsin drop from from oh, from man. that loss? It wasn't it wasn't a too terribly of a loss. It was a three-point loss, understandable, but it was a loss to an unranked team. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they have to drop out of – or close to ten, or out of the top ten, right? No, they have to drop further than that. They had to drop out of out of the top fifteen, honestly. Really? Yes. All right. That was a bad. That was a, <laughs> that was a bad. Even though the the loss wasn't bad, the fact that you lost to a lower tier FBS school is a bad. Is a bad reason. I, I agree. I agree. But you know, the Cougars are two and one. BYU is two and one. So maybe they're coming back. Like BYU is. Not a powerhouse this year, but in years past, they've been ranked. They've gone to bowls, and they've been uh, in consideration for yeah, but not the was, playoff, but yeah, other things. But Wisconsin has been d- uh, doubted, or not doubted. St- uh, what's what's the word? Uh, 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 um, has been praised or whatever, however you want to say it, as being one of the playoff contending schools uh, or uh, football teams, and. Some some analysts picked them to go to the playoffs. So I just don't see if if that if they have that high of a of a of a, a ceiling for them, they have to drop. They have to drop. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. They definitely have to drop. Um, I don't know how far. I usually don't see people drop that far. It's usually like six know. spots. It's usually like seven spots. You have to win. You have to lose twice in a row to really get out of the rankings. But there was a team. Who was it? I want to say, well, we've I've seen us drop that far from bad losses, but it depends on. I guess it all depends on how bad the loss really is. Um, that that they'll drop you, uh, like Miami. Actually, Miami this year. If you go back to the rankings, uh, preseason to when they lost to LSU, mm-hmm. LSU mm-hmm. was ranked like twenty four or twenty five or something like that. And uh, Miami was ranked at number nine. They dropped down to, I think, 22. They dropped down to 22. That was a huge drop uh, from. So, yeah, preseason, they had um, the AP poll had Miami at eight. Yes. Um, And then by week three right now, Miami is number 20 or 21. So, you see, they they moved up one. Go to to week two. Go to week two. two. Miami it was down 22. to 22. See? Yeah. They dropped more than six spots. I'm like, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. But LSU was, they lost to LSU, right? Yes. LSU, LSU came. LSU out dominated them. That's true. They, like, it wasn't even close. And that's, <laughs> and that's, that's probably the reason why I say, like, if it depends on the win, too, I guess. Yeah. If, if you lose by, you know, huge, like, like Miami did, oh my goodness, you're, you're going to drop. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, and so that's why I think Wisconsin will probably drop to ten, but I I don't see them. You said top fifteen. They'll be I somewhere saw, around. I 15. think they're going to they're going to drop around like sixteen or seventeen. I honestly, do because the, the the even though they didn't lose that bad, 
they lost to an unranked team. True. That, that's that's, that, that's true. the thing that gets me. That's very true. I mean, if it's one thing to lose close game to a ranked team, like uh, my if Miami lost closer closer to LSU and you know whatever, they'll probably uh, Miami probably doesn't drop down that far. Miami probably drops down to twelve or thirteen. And LSU and then saying. LSU leapfrogs them, but uh, since since this is an unranked team, I can't see them being in the top fifteen. I just can't. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see that happening either. But um, yeah, you're right. I think it's probably going to be closer to fifteen. Yeah, closer to fifteen. Well, that'll be interesting to see. I guess the polls come out tonight or something like that. So yeah, it'll be it'll be tomorrow. out by four. I think today. So. Yeah. Okay, that'll be cool. Moving to the NFL, the Browns. This was huge news. I, I just saw this, uh, I think, last night or something like that. I will get to more detail later, but this is a shout-out to it. Uh, yeah. Shout-out uh, to the Browns for releasing their trouble child. This is the second shout-out for the Browns. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. Wait a minute. I mean, the Browns getting shout-outs for not winning and releasing Josh Gordon, that's... Oh man, I mean, that, that it, just means that this season for them is going to be horrible, and that also means that the Cincinnati Bengals may be the best team in the AFC North. Give Thank it you, up! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. For the love of Alan Greenspan, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the, the the Bengals had a really good performance on Thursday night. I was I was really impressed with them. Steelers don't look that strong. Baltimore, wishy-washy like usual. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give it up to the Browns. The Browns probably may be the second best team in in. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I would never say that. But it's I mean, close. It's close. I mean, they got rid of their tro- they got rid of their problem child, which was Josh Gordon. Actually, they yeah. had they had two problem children. They had Josh Gordon and they had Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden they traded to the, the Steelers, which. Was stupid because even though Joe Hayden is a problem child, he still is probably one of the most talented corners in the league. The one of the fastest, one of the most, the one of the better corners that can cover. So you trade him to a a a a a A competitor, yeah, yeah, in your own division. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of uh, counterproductive, I would say. But they got rid of him, and then they got. They finally put up, put up, put up with uh, uh, Josh Gordon, and now they got rid of Josh Gordon. I think that was a good move for the organization to step in the right direction. Now that is bad for talent wise. Talent wise, they they need help, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Which you know we we know that if you have an zero and sixteen season uh, in a in a in a season, that means everybody needs to do some work. And yeah, big time. And so. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad that uh, they were able to make some moves and kind of set themselves up for the future. I'm pretty sure that uh, that's going to happen. And then uh, the rest of the league benefited for that because now there he'll go. Uh, Josh Gordon can go to a team that actually has discipline and hold, will hold Josh Gordon accountable for for his actions. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how they're gonna do that because you know I I don't see Hugh Jackson as a authoritarian. I don't see him as a guy that will discipline his players. Yeah, the knock on him again from HBO Hard Knocks was that um, he just wanted to be everybody's friend. Yeah, like he wasn't trying to sit there and establish a culture. Hey Baker, so 
congratulations for being the backup quarterback. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I still think that they should have started Baker over Tyrod, but that's just me. That's just me. I mean, obviously. And I usually like to sit rookies, but um, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's it. Whatever situation go on, I just want to big ups to the Browns and big ups to the league for yeah. both a win-win situation. And we'll definitely unpack this Josh Gordon um, situation. situation and where he might end up yeah. later on in the show. Stay tuned. And uh, final shout-out for this segment, for this day, Canelo Alvarez has beaten Triple G uh, in a controversial um, majority decision. That that uh, boxing match took place last night, September 15th, and uh, it was close. It was very, very close. I was looking at the CBS um, scorecard, and they had it 116-112 in favor of Triple G. Uh, but the official scorecard... Um, actually came out, uh, I think, it, what was it, three judges? Yeah. Three judges had it 114, 114, 115, 113, and then 115, 113 for Alvarez. So it was close either way. A lot of people still think that tri- Triple G beat him. But it it's already sounds like both camps are looking for a third rematch. A rematch, yeah. <laughs> As they so, should. Yeah. As they should. Yeah, I mean it's all it's all about the money, right? All about the money. I don't know. Controversial decisions are always good for boxing, I feel like, cuz it's good for anything. It sets it up. Yeah, it sets it up for well, in other sports you can't set your own matches. True. So, this one it's like, okay, you you didn't like that with the way that outcome um uh ended up, you know, or what the result ended up being, then uh we're just going to fight again and make more money. Yeah. I I mean, I don't I've heard a rumor this past weekend I don't know how true this is. This could be fake news. But uh, I heard that Mayweather wants to have another rematch with Pacquiao. So I think that's stupid on his part. Honestly, he made uh, his million. he made his millions. Just step away. I think a step lot of people away. are going to pay for that fight. So why? I mean, not they do will, it? but I'm just why like, do it? I mean, I I don't I don't think that's a good that was a good look. Somebody somebody tell that man to stop. <laughs> I he can't stop because it's like when you get paid a hundred million dollars for a fight, it's kind of like, yeah. But I guess I should do this again. But at some all I got to do is fight once a year until I'm like fifty or something. <laughs> at some point, yeah, I was just like, at some point, just just enjoy your life. You have the money. You have made the money that you need to make. You have endorsement deals. Like you don't need to make anymore. You you're set for life. Well, have I, your, all your marbles. Don't get another concussion. Don't get CTE. Just chill. I agree with you. I think that. He should focus more on mentoring and working on the next big boxer, right? Getting in because he already has his own gym and camp and stuff right. like that. And so, just throw yourself into the business side of things, right? And uh, but you know, it's just hard. Um, friend of the show, Andrew Connect, sent me an article about um, about athletes retiring and what their identity is after they retire. I believe it was penned by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a very interesting article about how you athletes have to try to find themselves after they retire at relatively young ages. I mean, granted, um, who's the guy that we're talking about right now? <laughs> Mayweather. Mayweather. Mayweather yeah. is like 40. So he's a little older and stuff like that. And so, um, but still, like that's way younger than average people who aren't athletes and what careers they go into and stuff like that. Right, right. So yeah, I I don't know. I think he's having a hard time transitioning into his uh, post boxing career, whatever right. that may be. Right. And he's set up perfectly with all of his investments. Exactly. I, I agree. I agree. 
Let's uh, let's get into some of these injuries. I always got a ton of injuries when it's football season. Yeah, we're going to just run through these real quick. Real quick. I'm in pain. I have injury. <sighs> You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. Just a flesh wound. Injury report. All right, so the injury report for this Sunday before football lots of injuries to report well not lots well there are a lot of injuries but i've only highlighted the main ones that are going to be game effectors um and fantasy effectors and fantasy effectors i mean we uh, we all know about josh gordon um one of the reasons we believe that he that's contributed to his release is the fact that he he hurt his hamstring uh, at, uh, I think it was at practice a couple of days ago. The reports are coming out that it was at a photo shoot. Yeah. It wasn't at practice. Really? I didn't yeah. hear about that. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that that's one of the biggest reasons why they're trying to release him. But well, I did hear that he, that. which we'll get into this. Actually, I'll just wait until I get into that. Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on to Devontae Freeman. He has a knee injury. This really hurts my fantasy. I think we said that last week. Uh, but he, he, he's on my fantasy team and he'll be out for the next two to three weeks, uh, with a knee injury. So, uh, rest in peace to my, uh, to my, uh, fantasy football, uh, scores. Um, <laughs> I can't, you gotta uh, play that waiver wire, man. I, I did. I, I picked up TJ Eldon the other day. That's so, a good pickup. Uh, man, he was available. He was he he snuck up there. What? Uh, because you know Leonard Fournette's not going to get the much of the carries this 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 week. So yeah, I didn't even realize he was available. Yeah. I would have taken him because I had Fournette, and now I got Fournette on the bench. <laughs> Lord <laughs> of mercy, we need a fantasy segment. We do, we do. We had to throw that in there. Uh, Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright and Doug <laughs> Doug Baldwin of the Seattle Seahawks are all out. This week. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not a funny thing, but it is kind of, kind of common because that's, that's what, um, uh, two thirds of the, uh, the Legion of Boom. <laughs> that's, uh, that's dismantled. And, uh, Doug yeah, Baldwin is, I don't know. And Doug Baldwin is, um, Russell Wilson's main Number one receiver. Receiver. So Seattle's gonna have a tough time against against the Bears Sunday night. Well, Monday I will night. say this: there's probably somebody who wants to step up. I mean, whatever backup wide receiver they have, there's probably somebody that's like, okay, now it's my time. I can go and and do some work. Yeah, well, you would hope so. But I would, I would hope so. I would. I have not seen anybody besides Doug Baldwin that has made big plays for the Seattle Seahawks, and that is. Yeah. And so this is actually a a. Um, referendum on uh, Russell Wilson and seeing if he could actually make, make a wide receiver better. Right. You know, and we always talk about Russell Wilson as being a great quarterback. Well, is he really? This, yeah. will, be, this will be the test. The test, yeah. So, to run down their injuries, Bobby Wagner, he has a groin injury. K.J. Wright has a knee injury. And Doug Baldwin has a knee injury. And last but not least, but it is least on this list, uh, Sammy Coates of the Houston Texans is out with a hamstring injury. Man, those hamstring injuries are ridiculous. I'll tell you. Uh they 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 hang around, hang around and they just they just nag you. Um but uh, hopefully Deshaun Watson can get 
uh, Fuller back and, you know, not drop a beat because they already have DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so is it DeAndre? Yeah. Uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. No, I was trying to think. I was like, Sammy Coates. He came he, from. He was for, with Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, he was yeah. with Pittsburgh. Okay. He was with. It was another team he was with. I want to say he was with the Bills, but I'm not Yeah, sure. Buffalo. Sounds familiar, too. Uh, no, no, that was Sammy. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, th- I think he was with the Steelers, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's our injury report. Let's get into these headlines. Daily headline. All right. Well, we got to talk about them Bama boys. Bama boys looking good. So far, my my prediction is looking pretty good. Bama boys are looking. They look <laughs> reckless right now. Like they just they just tearing yeah. the league up. Sixty two. To seven last night, beating the uh, Ole Miss. Uh, what are they? What are they? Rebels. Yeah, the Rebels. I Ole Miss Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. Um, to, uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Vailoa. I think very I good, right. sir. Yes, very good. Yes. Um, big praise. Big praise. Um, um, oh, I was gonna wait till you get the bit, but you know, it's oh, fine. It's fine. Do it. Oh, do you, do no, you. I was, I was slacking. <laughs> <laughs> he was eleven for fifteen. Uh, let's do the math on that. You know the math on that? I think it's over 80%, right? About 80%. Yeah. That's me, probably... Let me, let me get my calc, my calc out here. 82%? Are you sure? That's what I'm going some, with. I'm going with 82. Want, you want to put some sorbet on that? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Go with 82%. 73%. 73%. He, was okay. 70, he had a 73% completion rating. Uh, not, uh, one, 191 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Hurts... It was a 70, uh, 70% completion rating, which is fantastic for both for both quarterbacks to have high completion ratings. 85 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and Alabama ended up throwing their third string in there to complete the game, which, you know, yeah. that's uh, that's in a third in the third game of the season. That, that, that just means they're not getting challenged at all. <laughs> Nobody's giving them resistance. Well, I, I got to say, Ole Miss is kind of disappointing. I mean, what are they putting on the field right now that they get beat sixty-two to seven? That's rough. And they people. And if you heard the uh, the game day stuff that was going on yesterday, they kept talking up Ole Miss as if they're you know they had the there's a sleeper. Yeah, they had a, great, a dark horse. Yeah, like they had a great quarterback uh, wide receiver duo, and Alabama would have a hard time containing them. This that, and the other. Alabama was like, okay. We'll we'll see about this, and then uh, <laughs> they shut that down quick, quick. Yeah. So yeah, Alabama looks strong. I I I don't expect them to get any resistance until they hit Texas A and M, probably or LSU, one of the two. Um, yeah, they really don't have that many big games this year. And they uh, never do. I mean, that's the thing. They they never have yeah marquee I, games. It's all about the SEC for them. Right. If they don't win their SEC games, then in my opinion, they have no reason being in the the playoff. Right. And I mean, they. Yeah, that's another story. <laughs> um, I, I'm I am marking the games, the Texas A&M game, 
Uh, that's what is it next Saturday? That's beautiful. At three thirty, uh, I'm marking that game down. I hope Jimbo Fisher finds a way to beat them. Um, I'm marking the LSU game. That's going to be a, a good test for LSU. And of course, Auburn is always a tough place, a tough, tough matchup for them. But they're playing in Tuscaloosa this year. So wait, so you're rooting for them to lose? No, I'm I'm rooting for good games. I'm not <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not looking for sixty two to seven anymore. I'm looking for, you know, twenty four to twenty. Whoever wins that yeah. wins that. Like I'm tired of seeing them dominate and route these teams. Like it's it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, yeah, they really haven't played that many. Well, they did beat Missis- Mississippi. Well, Mississippi's not that good. Mississippi State is pretty good. They're ranked 16. Uh, either, either one doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> doesn't matter when you play. Like, I'm not rooting against – I have nothing against the organization itself. The players do what they have to do. The coaches coach. They do everything they have to do. Yeah. You know, every if, if you hear me say anything about a team or, you know, a player or something, I'm always referring to the fans. <laughs> Yeah, I'm referring to the fans. I I cannot stand the fans of that organization. The players, I it doesn't matter who the players are. I don't hate any players. I don't despise any any organizations except for the Cowboys, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, I just I, that's, that's a joke. But uh, yeah, it's, well, there's it's, a bunch of evil empires, you know, Yankees in baseball, yeah. Cowboys in football. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's not any any any. Uh, I don't talk bad. I try not to talk bad about the organization itself. It's just the organization is supported by the fans that are rowdy. And so, you know. Yeah. I mean, when teams win a lot of games and become a dynasty, a lot of times their fans just become very bold. And well, um, I mean, you can say that about the Eagles, too, because, you know, we just won one Super Bowl and we're talking like uh, talking you guys like we always used to talk crazy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So you guys are just oh, I got I got booed Santa. <laughs> So, well, I don't like Santa either. So, I mean, I, I more power to us. But uh, I, I have to call, I have to call out my my Eagles fans too on that because you know we we won one Super Bowl. Chill out. <laughs> like, like, I like that. I like that that like, you're introspective and you're self aware. That yeah, I, I mean, it's just know. it's just one of those things. Like, if I'm gonna have that energy for one team or somebody else, I have to have that same energy for my my my, exactly. my team and my peoples. No, I like that. I agree with that. So what, what's your energy with FSU right now? Trash. <laughs> Straight trash. No, our defense is one is fantastic. Our defense always keeps us in the game. Yeah. Our offense, on the other hand, offensive line cannot block. Uh, the scheme doesn't work with the players that we have. Yeah. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, um, Willie Taggart. Willie yeah, Taggart. Coach, head coach. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the, I guess the adjustment ability to to adjust his his style, his approach to the game. I so, guess. so that's the biggest question. There is it the system, or is it the players, or is it the coaches, or is it a combination of all of it? Probably a combination of all of it. All because of it? Uh, what I saw from uh, Saturday was uh, the offensive players pretty much quit after you know they, they were getting yeah. frustrated. Offensive line couldn't block. Just everybody was just half-hearted, running out there, and you know, uh, uh, Willie Taggart wasn't really doing much to corral his team. wasn't wasn't putting fire well, underneath them. Or I whatever. agree. I, I think that when you see that your game plan is being blown up, like they're just dominating you at the point of attack, like you have to start using that aggression against them. Right. And from, I mean, I only watched the highlights, but 
it didn't look like Willie Taggart was making or the offensive coach coordinator was making any adjustments. No, none. Like, okay, if they're coming up the middle with a ton of blitzes, I should be trying to get the quarterback out of the pocket. Yes. Like very yes. simple adjustments. That's that 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 did not happen Saturday. Like we got we got DeAndre got hit so many times. <laughs> that's that's the biggest issue. You got to be able to protect him. Right. So you you slide the protection, bring in a, a running back to max protect, do something to to uh protect the quarterback so that he can have time to throw, but again, if you don't adjust, especially after halftime. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference if you go like we scored one touchdown in the entire yeah. game. An offense that's supposed to score quickly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, come on. Exactly. He brings that Oregon, you know, if we're not scoring in what, five plays, then we failed. Right. Yeah. It's like these quick hitters just constantly scoring. Um, and that's, you know, 30 to seven loss to Syracuse is bad. Syracuse was unranked, although you're unranked right now. Oh, we, but we, yeah. should, we should be at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And is that, um, DeAndre Francois? 18 yes. for, thir- 18 for 36, 50 yes. cent, 50% completion. completion. Yeah. Sorry. Did you already go over this? I didn't. Oh, go ahead. okay. <laughs> 178 yards and one interception. I, I don't think he should be throwing that much. If I'm being honest, I like his arm, but I don't, I think he has enough skill that you can, Move him around and get him, you know, five yards on a QB sneak or some sort of um, play action sneak. Well, I mean, that's that's the only reason why we scored a touchdown down in the red zones because he exactly, ran exactly, exactly. But like more of that, not not making him like a full time runner, but he should be running the ball about ten times a game, and you should use that misdirection because you have some amazing running backs. We do amazing running backs, but we can't block anybody to be able to use them effectively. True. Uh, so, I mean, I think we had a grand total that yesterday of like 30 something or 40 something yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Like we have, that's we not have gonna, a running, that's not gonna cut it. we have a that's running back that's it. bigger. Well, that was probably bigger than half the offensive line of Syracuse and he still couldn't get any yards. Yeah. Like, that, that tells you something. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. You got to do better. So this interview that uh, uh, Willie did, the first one, we have a couple of of uh, clips from from his press conference. Um, the he talks about uh, how frustrated the team was, how he was, and you know the the state of of the team, and hopefully rallying the troops behind him. But uh, I still believe in our football team. Um, we're going to continue to work our tail off to get this thing right. Uh, we're not where we want to be or should be. And, uh, still have a lot of season left, but there's a lot of things we need to get corrected um, quick, fast, in a hurry. And um, I know a lot of people don't like hearing it and upset, and they should be. And we got to do our part and take care of our business as a football team. Man. But uh, I know our players can do it. Uh, we're going to continue to work, and we're going to get better. Yeah, he said we're gonna get better. I don't know, but in the second clip that that he he, um, he talked about, he had definitely highlighted which areas or what area of the football team that actually needs the most help. So, all right, let's go ahead and run this clip. Um, it was it was. I mean, they played well defense. They played and, and took advantage of the things we didn't do well. And um, I know. Um, we got to be much better up front. You know, that's where it all starts. And right now we're not that good up front and we got to get better. He said we're not that good up front, which is an understatement. 
understatement of the year. So that's to me, that's the dilemma there, right? When you have those quick hitting offenses, usually your offensive line is undersized because you're trying to make sure that they can move. Right. And they're they're quick on their feet. Right. And that was the biggest issue. That was, and, and, they, and there's no protection now. Right. There's no, but they can't defend any defense, um, decent, um, defensive line right. that tries to rush or blitz or anything like that. And so this is, this is a tough one. I got to tell you, if Willie Taggart is able to win eight games, this may be one of the best coaching jobs ever at FSU. Um, but wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that like you didn't just say what you just said. I just, I, 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 uh, we're gonna, we're, we're not gonna do this. Not, not, not that. That he, he has a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. But, and that's what I'm saying. If you win eight games, if you win eight games, I mean, we, we were tated, we were touted to win about 12. We were at what? Not 12. We were at, win about 10 games. Um, I still think that was high. I mean, I think DeAndre Francois coming off such a, Crazy injury. injury yeah. yeah. Like I think 10 was high. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you are eligible for a bowl, I think you got to count this as a, woo, we say, but the you remember what I said, what I tweeted out on, on Saturday, Saturday evening. Uh, I said that a half hearted Jimbo Fisher team took them to the, to, to a bowl game. They got well, seven and six last year. Yeah. When Jimbo pretty much quit on the team. Uh, and, and DeAndre was injured and DeAndre yeah. was injured. So, I th- I thought a half-hearted Jimbo Fisher coaching job would be better than a full-hearted <laughs> uh, Willie Taggart uh, 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 coaching approach, and I truly believe that because no, j- I, I the system the system that that Jimbo runs is so much light years better than what Willie Taggart runs. Yeah, well, I've always been a fan of pro offenses um, in in the NCAA ranks. And so it's kind of like, okay, if you're going to go with this flashy spread West Coast, whatever Oregon runs, right? <laughs> um, you know, you've got to make sure that it works and you have the right players and you have... And even I, don't, then, I don't know if it could work in the ACC, if right. I'm being honest. And so I was saying, like, so. even then, you can't, like... Our players are built for power. Yeah. And this is what you need when you come up against, you know, the or uh, the the uh, the Alabamas or the Ohio States or, you know, anybody in the SEC really or in the ACC, Clemson, Miami, you need yeah. you need these stout, big, powerful uh offensive linemen, you need powerful running backs, you need powerful wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't win. I mean, look what happened last year with Washington. Washington runs the same type of system. Yes. They couldn't beat Alabama. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's no, not going to work when it comes to these other teams. And I, I Willie Taggart and doesn't so, understand that. But that's that's the weird thing. Why did FSU even look at Willie Taggart? Like, obviously, he's a he seems to be a decent coach, whatever. But his system is not going to work in the ACC. Right, right. Like, I just don't. Why would you? Like, that's literally like bringing Chip Kelly to FSU. That's that's a that's a that's a question for the ex AD coach, the our ex AD, yeah, assistant or not assistant, athletic, athletic director, director, yeah, that was there that left to go to the NCAA. So uh, I don't know what his thought process. Is. I think he just quit. I mean, just like let's <laughs> bring anybody in, but uh. Yeah, I just I I I, I can't I can't honestly answer that question. Uh, but we have one more uh, interview with with Willie Taggart. Well, it's one, another one of these questions, right? And and so I want the audience to take a journey with me. 
just for a second, <laughs> I feel like I've said this over and over and over again, but for a second, entertain the fact that the USC Trojans just got beat by the Texas Longhorns 37 to 14. Yeah. That makes them one and two on the season. They're ranked 22nd, which at this point, that means that they should They're fall out, out of the, the t- yeah, yeah, top 25. The, yeah, out of the rankings. I just every year it's like they're like, oh, USC, they're going to do something in the Pac-12 and and they're Ranked potentially 15th, I think, or 15th in preseason or something like that. And y- years before, they're always like top 10. Yeah. And I'm just like when USC actually wins something and makes it into the playoff. Yeah. Then we could then, then we call talk. me. Then call me because yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like I just I just. I don't understand either. Like that, I looked at that. I was like, Texas is not even that strong. Like they're Texas, not, Texas they're is, not. is really weak. But uh, to to have, I mean, and granted, the Trojans are are starting a, a a a new quarterback this year. They had Sam Darnold for the past what three or four years. So and Sam Darnold um, kind of masks everything. So I don't know, but yeah, yeah, they they are ranked really really high. Uh, and I'm pretty sure next year they'll be the same way. But, yeah, I of course. I think it's just the the glitz and glamour of LA, mm-hmm. and and obviously all the previous championships and um and the knots mm-hmm. uh, with Reggie Bush and mm-hmm. uh, Carson Palmer and well, I shouldn't say Carson Palmer. I should say Matt Liner. Matt Liner. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. Carson Palmer before them. Yeah. yeah, I think they just have the NCAA has a love affair with USC, and they want to put them up there. <laughs> it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous but let's get into oh well, did you have something to say yeah for before that let's get this this one last clip of uh willie because i wanted to highlight something the differences between a good coach <laughs> and a great coach is in what he said oh i'm not changing my approach you know I, i'm positive when i need to be positive and i'm being negative uh, uh, on it when i need to be and uh and I said, our guys understand what we're doing, and, and, and but we got to do it. We got to do it. We got to go out and do it. We can't just talk about it. We got to go out and get it done, you know. And obviously, we got to get better on the offensive line. We get better on the offensive line. I think things are totally different. So you want to get better at that, but you're not going to change your approach to get better. I just don't. I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I think he needs a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Tell the truth. Like, I just, I just don't know how that'll work. You know, the, yeah. the two don't go together is what One I'm trying to say. One of these things is not like the other. Right. Like. So, like, in, in order to, to get your offensive line to play better, you have to maybe change what you're doing. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I just, yeah. Th- th- that, that, what, that's what stuck out with me most when I heard this interview. Cause I was like, so we're losing. Offensive line can't block. So you're just going to let us do the same schemes and same stuff that we're doing throughout a, throughout our, our our acc um yeah. uh a uh, uh, play like against clemson against that uh, defensive line that's just dominating uh, opponents like we're deandre is not going to survive that game yeah that's the definition of insanity just doing the same thing over and over and over again waiting for different results right like, that's no he needs to change his approach i think Three games in, the season's only, what, 12 or 13 games? Right. Like, at, this is the point. Do you have a bye week coming up? I think we do, one bye okay. week. So, like, during the bye week, he really needs to no, like, sit during down this, and meditate a little bit. <laughs> during this week of 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 uh, 
practice. He needs to figure out how to slide his protection, how to max protect. I mean, we're going to take, it's going to take uh, a receiver out of the routes. It's going to take, you know, certain, certain players to, to kind of step up. But scheme wise, we're going to have to do something. It's just not going to work. So yeah. And your bye week is not until it looks like October. And so, yeah. And then you have tough games after that. Notre Dame, Clemson. Wow. This, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. It's a tough season. It's man. brutal. It's a tough. I, that's I, a better. That's a better uh, schedule than Alabama. I mean, so obviously, like, we 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 actually play better opponents. <laughs> I, I agree. I would have loved to see Alabama play everybody on your list, and they're not. Yeah, and it's it's really disappointing. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Let's get into our rapid fire segment, where we ask the question: What does this all mean? Huh? I don't even know what that means. Hey. Aaron Rodgers, that bad man. You know, he's injured. He's uh, projected to start against the Vikings this week. Uh, but will uh, the Packers actually be any good? What does this all mean for the Packers? They will have a shot to uh, get to the playoffs. They, they will at least be a wild card. But if that defense can't play, <laughs> it's not going to matter. Because uh, yeah. especially the defense and that offensive line, if they can't block anybody, that's how uh, Aaron Rodgers got hurt last year. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, it's ooh, it may be a wrap for the Packers. Be a but, wrap. Uh, you know who's having a really good season, surprising season? Adrian Peterson, back in form with his week one performance. Uh, what does this all mean for the Redskins and Adrian Peterson? Will they actually have a decent season? I think he will be able to sustain it if, if he has a, a continuous workload, if they keep him uh hung uh, keep him fed like they said keep the rock fed keep yeah. him keep him fed uh Gotta as many right as, as they, like they say with uh Ezekiel Elliott the more he gets the touches the better he gets during the game yeah. i believe i truly believe that's the same th- same way with Adrian Peterson the more he gets the touches the better he gets throughout the game so uh, hopefully he doesn't have this uh, running back by committee approach yes absolutely so is ba- Dallas as bad as we think I, I I don't know I've been seeing some of these highlights and they just look completely disoriented yeah. or is it just the rust from Zeke not playing much in the preseason or in, or so excuse me Zeke being suspended um I think it's a little bit of both uh Dallas is it has been riddled with injuries on the offensive line uh, Dak Prescott, we saw what he did last year, and he was not really that great last year. Yeah, uh, I still love Dak. I think he has room to improve, but I don't think he's a, uh, a franchise quarterback. Uh, Zeke, I think he's overhyped. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think I think <laughs> I think the 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 best we saw from Zeke was last year or the year before when he came into the league. Uh, and then NFL NFL players figure players out. And yeah. so they have probably figured out Zeke Elliott. They have figured out how he likes to run, his style, his little nuances of how he runs. Yeah. And, you know, that's how that that's how that works. Yeah, I really thought Zeke was undersized when he came into the league. So I was surprised he had so much so much success so quickly. Well, I mean, he had an offensive line offensive that was line. that was just dominating people. So hey, exactly, exactly. And this news really took me by surprise. The NBA season starts in about two weeks. Uh, obviously, the big talk of the season is the Lakers and LeBron going to the Lakers. What does this all mean for the NBA season? Uh, new look. I thought I continue to think that uh, LeBron going to the Lakers was a bad idea because now instead of losing in the East, he's going to lose in the West. 
against the Warriors. So I mean, we're talking or, about championships, losing championships. No, I'm talking is about yeah, yeah. He's not going to go to the finals. He's going to lose in a Western Conference uh, championship. So which is going to be even worse if he even gets there. So um, I thought it was I thought it was a bad move for him, but you know I can't wait for the season to start. The season actual season starts uh, October 16th, but the preseason starts the 28th of September. Ooh, wow, that's really close. I didn't realize that. Yes. It looks like they've been making the season a little bit bigger to give players more rest, but that will do it for our rapid fire segment. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> that was anticlimactic, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to um, figure out how to end that one. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. <laughs> uh, now we're going into our hot topic of the day. Hot topic of the day. We started the show, well, sort of started the show talking about Josh Gordon and how he had his issues with Cleveland and, you know, the fact that, you know, we're getting to a little bit of gossip here. Uh, rumors, I should say. Gossip is not the word I like to use. Um, he showed I, from some of the articles I've read, he showed up to the facility high. Uh, he was injured on arrival. <laughs> he was late to a meeting, a couple of meetings, actually. This is this year. This was this week. Oh, um, so this is all all those were the contributing factors to him being cut. Yeah. And so rightfully so, like I said, he was a problem child for Cleveland for a while. I mean, he's just a, one of the most outer worldly talents yes. that can ever play the, the 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 position of receiver but for his talent he doesn't work that hard he doesn't have the he doesn't have the passion for the game and it's unfortunate because i feel like he could probably be probably be one of the greats he could have been oh, one yeah. of the greats if he just put in the work but i mean some people well, don't not even put in the work if he would just show not up. do all yeah yeah just show up <laughs> Sober. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just show up uninjured. Like, all you have to do is show up if you're Josh Gordon. Yes. That's you, what I feel you like. You have that talent. You are that much better as a, as a wide receiver than, a, than probably half of the league. Yes. Uh, so you're, like, you're in the top five percentile of, of everybody. So, yeah. Like, why, why would you just throw that all away? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And that's the thing. Make any like, sense. I look at Josh Gordon, and then I look at somebody like an AJ Green. Yeah, and I'm like, I honestly think Josh Gordon is a little bit better than AJ Green, I, but yeah. he can't get on the field to prove it. Right. So it's right. like, come on, man. Like, I would, I will, I will, I will kind of. I think AJ. I think they have differing personalities, differing uh, uh, skill sets. I think AJ Green is a bit a much better hands catcher. I think he has a lot, a bigger range, um, and he's a little bit slipperier as a wide receiver. Josh Gordon is just powerful. Like he's he's a Des Bryant type of character. Like he's he's got the he's got the the body type as of a Des Bryant. He's got a he's got the attitude of a Des Bryant. So I mean, I don't know AJ Green. I, between those two, I would just take both of them on my team. Honestly. <laughs> um, well, no, I I would take AJ because of the fact that he doesn't make doesn't, a big yeah, fuss yeah. and he just goes out there and dominates. Does his business, yeah. You know, like he doesn't really say a lot. He doesn't really do a lot. He just 
make sure he makes sure that he's ready on Sunday to be a target for Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton doesn't throw to anybody else. <laughs> so it's like uh one Matt Ryan in uh, Atlanta, right? Uh, well, yeah, and Julio and Julio, yeah, yeah, Matt Ryan, and then you also got Matthew Stafford when Calvin Johnson played with the, the Lions, right? Like some quarterbacks just zone in on one receiver, right? Um, and that could have been Josh Gordon. That could have been Josh Gordon and Tyrod Taylor or Baker Mayfield right. in Cleveland, but he just. He doesn't seem to have it together. No. He does not seem to have it together. And this is why I said in the, in the, um, in the opening and the shout outs, this is a win win for everybody. Cause, you know, like I said, like we, like we said earlier, Hugh Jackson doesn't seem like the authoritarian, uh, coach that mm-hmm. will, that will hold his players accountable. Yeah. He goes somewhere like Patriots or goes somewhere like, uh, uh, what's another authoritarian coach? I think, uh, Andy Reid and, 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 uh, uh, Kansas City or, um, know. I don't know if it'd be a great fit, but Pittsburgh may be a decent fit for him. There are, uh, there's enough I don't, I don't, leaders in the locker room. Yeah. But I don't know if, uh, Mike Tomlin is an authoritarian coach either. Like he, he, oh, he does like his players he, a lot. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think, I mean, even with the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't think Doug Peterson is a very authoritarian coach. He lets, he lets them play. He lets them, the personality show. And that's, kind of dangerous if you if you have the players that will you know kind of hone it in and want to work that mm-hmm. that'll work then you know we see that that's fine but it, you get into trouble where you have players that just just are there just because they want the attitude they want they yeah. want they want the, ad, the, the the attention they want you know whatever and this is what you saw in dallas with des bryant des bryant was not disciplined by dallas uh, Jason Garrett was not an authoritarian. He does not. He does. He he lets his players play. Actually, he doesn't really do anything. If I think about it, D- uh, Jason Garrett doesn't wait, call wait, plays. Wait. J- Jason Garrett is a decent head coach. I mean, he manages he manages the game very well. But I don't know about I don't know about this. I mean, when you have Randy Gregory and he's still on the team, and there, I mean, I can't I can't say that's uh, Jason Garrett's fault. I think that's more Jerry Jones. But yeah. um, when you have these players that are that are just you know doing what they want to do and getting arrested like three times, three times, four times out of the year, like yeah. it just doesn't it doesn't that that doesn't bode well for your team as far as a, a, a discipline a disciplinary team. Like yeah, I don't know. Like it, Josh Gordon go to Alabama and and he would he would straighten up because Nick Saban doesn't play that nonsense. So like <laughs> you're I just, absolutely right. You're absolutely <laughs> so right. I feel like. I feel like, you know, even though, you know, the personality is great, but you got to hone it in at some point. That's a good point. Um, Atlanta actually may be a decent fit for him. Cause, uh, yes, Dan Quinn, Dan oh, Quinn. He, would, he would straighten he him would up get, really yes. quick. And imagine having yes. Julio and Josh Gordon on the other side. And Calvin Ridley Whoa. on the inside. I oh, mean, my goodness. it'd be ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't think I want to see that though. I really don't. <laughs> I really do not. No, they're in the NFC, so you don't want to see that. You don't want to see uh, that. The, yeah. <laughs> the reports, though, is saying that Josh Gordon is interested in playing for the Cowboys or the 49ers. So, um, if he goes to the Cowboys, it's going to be a blank show. <laughs> it's going to be a crazy circus. I, I do. I, I think so, too, I, but I think they'll put it together for a year. I do think they'll put it together for a year. Um, yeah, but then we, we, you just said that Dak is not a decent quarterback. So I don't even think Dak could get him the ball, sh- if I'm being honest. N- well, no, I, I will say this. Zeke is is good enough to be able to uh, take take care of defenders by himself. Basically, meaning that if Zeke has the ball, defenders are going to pay attention to him. Yeah. So they can threaten the run. 
and play action. And I think Dak is good enough to get the ball to Josh Gordon because Josh Gordon is a tall, um, very, very, very physical, physical and very good target. So anybody yeah. that throws to Josh Gordon, he will make them look better, in my opinion. So he's like he's like the uh, the um, who's it uh, um, Antonio Brown for the for Ben uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Antonio makes yeah. Ben look better. Let's just be honest with you. Well, yeah, but I mean Ben, you know, he still can get the ball to Juju Smith. I mean, he can. I just like that. when he, Antonio doesn't play, which is not very often. Ben Stowe makes decent passes. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give him that, but I don't think if, if Antonio Brown's not on the team, I don't think they make playoffs. I don't think they make the playoffs. Like, literally, yeah, the okay, last, what, two, last year, I think it was the last year or two years ago, the reason why they won a playoff game was because he, are, I think they were a wild card, wild card team, and they won because, uh, Antonio Brown caught the ball, got knocked at <laughs> the goal Cincinnati. line. Got oh, the, no, not yeah, Cincinnati. No, I don't, I don't know who. I forget who they're playing, but he got rocked on the goal line and then had the wherewithal to stick the ball out across the, oh, the, yeah, the, I remember that. the, uh, 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 end zone and score that last touchdown for them to win. So I was like, without that, I don't think Ben is going to be as good as the, as everybody says he is. I mean, he threw three interceptions last year, last week against the Browns, yeah, against but, the Browns, but bro. he's won a Super Bowl without Antonio Brown. I mean, he had so, Heinz Ward and he had, uh, uh, I think that was about it. <laughs> did he not have? Uh, did he, I think he had the bus one time. Well, yeah, he had the bus and, Han- and Heinz Ward. Yeah, and then he had uh, uh, Bill Cower 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 as his as his coach, as his coach yeah. for one of them, and then wait. You so know. you're saying that he's not a Hall of Famer? Oh no, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Oh, okay. he's definitely. I'm just saying that without the, the without the weapons he had, yeah, he's not as good of a quarterback. Like you can you can literally put. Tom Brady on another team and he will stand out. You could put Aaron Rodgers on another team and he will stand out. You could put, uh, I don't know. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. So Ben Roethlisberger on the Eagles today in 2018 doesn't put up more points than Nick Foles. That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough one. I'm, I'm, I don't think Ben is like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, but I think he's very close. He's closer than Eli Manning. Oh, everybody's close to Eli. Like, <laughs> well, I, I, I put. I mean, Drew. I put Ryan Tannehill before Eli. <laughs> Ooh. Be, I'm just know. gonna be real with that because Eli will find a way to lose the game. Like, literally yes, find but a way. He also found two ways to win Super Bowl rings. Ah, right, that's a defense. Let's not be. Let's be clear. That was a defense. It won him. Well, won him. It was. It was the defense. It was. Plexico made him look good. Exactly. It was his receivers. It was his defense and everybody else. But he still had to throw the ball. I mean, I could, throw I could the throw ball. the, I could throw the ball up and <laughs> in the general direction <laughs> and, and let the wide receiver stay. I mean, it's just, I, I just don't. But think. if that was okay, so if that were the case, then people like Brad Johnson from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should have would have would have won, uh, would have thrown more touchdowns to Keyshawn Johnson and all of those other people. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like he, Brad Johnson, it was clear the defense won that Super Bowl. Yes, exactly. Eli Manning, it was clear he had to throw the ball in order for them to win. So let me ask you this: um, with this is not a part of the hot topic, but I think we're going. Yeah, in. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's end this. We'll, we'll end this right now. But no, uh, no, no, we can go in. I mean, did we talk about Le'Veon Bell? We, we, go, I was actually going to go into that right now. Yeah, this is a perfect um, transition because perfect we're talking transition. about Pittsburgh. So. Yeah, so uh, Le'Veon Bell for the second straight. Game in a row, second straight week, he has forfeited or 
not I guess not by choice, but I mean for him not show <laughs> for him not showing up to, uh, for reporting to the Steelers for you know yes. meetings and and all that stuff to be eligible to play, he has forfeited another game check and he's just losing a ton of money. Um, not doing that and and pretty pretty much I think he's he's hurting his stock going into next season for teams that want to to want to sign him. Obviously, there will be a team that wants him. So Obviously. he's not going to go. Cincinnati and, will take him in a heartbeat. Uh, calm down. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't want y'all to get more powerful than you are. Pump the brakes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, there will, I mean, there will be always be a team that's either running back hungry or, I mean, we see that in, in fantasy football. Yeah. Running backs are very, very hard to come by. And Le'Veon Bell was drafted pretty high in our league. Very high. So yes. I feel bad for the person that did that. <laughs> see, so, I, I, and that's my, I had, I think uh one of I think uh one of our one of our friends so we call her the uh running back whisperer. Yeah. I think she got her she Shout got out. Her one time. But uh Oh she got she got Le'Veon I, Bell? I thought she did, okay. but um but I had James Conner and I missed out on some He's good balling. I missed out on some He's good points balling. last year because or last week because of him. Because I thought, oh I mean eh. He's probably not going to do much. He's not as good as Le'Veon Bell. No, all he did was run for 134 yards and two, and two touchdowns. Yep. That's it. Yep. I mean, that's uh, it, great, great work, Hubert. Great work. <laughs> you so. know, he's, he's honestly been doing amazing. Like, I, I had no idea that their running game wouldn't suffer without Le'Veon Bell. Right. Like, it just shows that they have a decent offensive line. No, great know? offensive line. They're just, yeah. I mean, I just, like I said, Ben is the question mark because what Ben will show up on, on game day? The, the Ben that throws three interceptions or the, or the Ben that throws for 500 yards and two touchdowns? Like, I, that all depends on which Ben shows up that day. And they're saying he's injured. It wasn't in the injury report because it's not going to keep him out of the the game. Right. But they're saying that he has like a shoulder or something yeah, like that. Probably something. And he's always he's always played. I don't think he's played a season where he's not been banged up. I, I just honestly well, yeah, that, that's just his style. Like he just you know he sheds tacklers and he doesn't go to the ground. And if you do that enough, you get a bun- enough bumps and bruises to be considered questionable every week. Every week, yes. I don't, I just don't understand. Oh, but, um, yeah, that's just... I don't think... So, Le'Veon Bell, obviously, you're going to say that you know he has some off-the-field issues because this is not the only thing he's done as far as forfeiting checks or not mm-hmm. showing up to, to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, he had other issues where he was suspended for... what It wasn't PEDs. It was... Yeah, I think it was something else. I it was I drugs forget. or something. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, Le'Veon Bell is not a perfect option, but when he's on the field and he's focused... There's enough teams that will take a chance on oh, him. Oh, yeah. And I think that that chance on him is way easier than taking a chance on somebody like a Greg Hardy or Ray Rice, although I still think Ray Rice should have gotten a shot. Uh, I so mean, many that's, things. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, another we're, story we're leave for that alone. We're going to leave that alone. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I, that, that, makes me, that makes me upset. But anyways uh yeah uh i just i just think that to wrap this up this 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 hot topic up um both players that have had issues need to probably reevaluate where they're at like kind of like another one's like des bryant reevaluate what you're doing because des bryant turns down a 21 million dollar uh deal to play with the the baltimore ravens because he doesn't like the ravens i'm like you're vying for a job you're 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 pretty much begging teams to play, but then you're gonna turn down a team that's gonna offer you more money than any other team that's willing to to put up with your nonsense. 
<laughs> like I just I just don't I just don't understand. You know, if somebody offers me twenty four, if somebody offers me twenty something plus million dollars to play for the Browns, you better be sure. You better be crazy. I'm going for that. Well, I mean, that's that's the question there. Like, I there's not enough money for me to work at a place that I don't like. But it doesn't seem like Des Bryant has a good reason for not liking the Ravens, right? So, but who who who? What do I know? I'm an outsider. I'm not an insider. Me too. (laughs) Hey. We don't know Jack. Jack. My bad. I, I missed that token come on, completely. Come on, man. Come it's on. It's all right. Let's come just on, get man. into these bold predictions. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> bold predictions. All right. We got some big games coming up this week. The uh, Red Sox and Yankees play a series starting on Tuesday, September 18th. And uh, this is big for the Yankees because they are still in that wild card position. And the Red Sox are just killing people. So who you got? What's your bold prediction? Uh, I have yet to see the Red Sox play this year. I've seen a little bit of the Yankees. Um, but going off... <laughs> Just what I've hear, heard about the Red Sox, just I just, I don't know. I have a I have a uh, I have a a, a, a sister in law, I guess I should say that is a Red Sox, uh, Red Sox fan, big Red Sox fan, big Red Sox, big Patriots fan, and you know she would be mad if she heard this and she was like, "You're not going for the Red Sox." So, <laughs> well. Honestly, that's how I'm basing this on. I'm just, I just be honest with you. I mean, I, again, I have to root for the Yankees because I was born in the Bronx, but still, I, the Red Sox are amazing right now. They are, what they're doing is, yeah, what they're doing is crazy. They are leading the league with 102 wins. I just don't think they're seven, seven and three in their last 10. I just don't think that the Yankees have enough. Uh, firepower, and uh, as far as well, we know, they, Judge is still on the bench, right? Yeah, I think so. I think Judge Judge is uh, still out. Um, <laughs> the Judge is on the bench. <laughs> Did you see that? Sorry, this is uh, this is off topic, but did you see that commercial on ESPN where uh, he's like uh, Scott Van Pelt is the saying uh, we have we're we're glad that uh, Judge is is a part of the team, but um, yeah, he's day to day. Uh, but he, I think he takes the name too seriously, and then they have the thing where he comes uh, in. All rise! Yeah, I'm like <laughs> that's a really crazy. good commercial. It's a great commercial. A really but, good commercial. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think honestly though, th- this is an urgency game for um for the Yankees because you go back to the uh to the uh wild, wild card, card standings. Yeah, they need this game. They do need this game. I mean, they they have a little cushion in the loss category, but. The Oakland A's are right on them. Yeah, so. Oakland is definitely right behind them, mm-hmm. and it's it's um, the Yankees are five and five in their last ten, and Oakland, Oakland is seven and three. Yeah, Oakland so. looks like they're slowing down anytime soon. So. Exactly. So one game, basically a one point five game break yeah. between the Yankees and the uh, um, Oakland A's. Yeah, so. so yeah, they need this. They need at least a couple of these games in the series, and I don't know. The and Red I, Sox just are, are not slowing down. Well, so I we'll think the see. Red Sox are. I don't know. During this time of year, if you have the lead that the Red Sox have, like if if you say it was like the Warriors versus something, then the Warriors would probably take a break. You know, they'll probably try to get to the postseason healthy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how that that how that affects him going into baseball, but 
I feel like baseball players get an, enough rest. But I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I if, you, know, if, if you if you're at the pretty much at the uh, at the at the tunnel just chilling, I don't know because uh, that yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I mean, you know, baseball players eat like chicken fingers in the middle of innings. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> it's like what? What is <laughs> going on? Even on the field, I would say they they probably have a little snack over there because the ball don't come over there every, every anytime soon. So true, true. Moving on to the NFL: Jags versus Pats. This is a rematch of the AFC Championship Ooh, game. Can't wait for this game. Oh my goodness, this is going to be a really good game. Fantastic. Game. Um, so I think this is is this an early game? Oh uh, yeah, it's an early it's a uh, four, evening game. Four twenty-five. Yeah, this is in Jacks- Jacksonville. I honestly think that this is going to be a good game, and I'm, I picked the Jags last year in the playoff game. I'm going to go with the Patriots because the Patriots are the Patriots. Cop out. Yep. Basically, I'm going. Basically. I'm going with the Jags because I I do think that defense is good enough to stifle uh, Tom Brady. Because I mean, you look yeah. at you look at um, you know he doesn't have premier wide receivers, and I think. Um, you put Jalen Jalen Ramsey on Gronk. Jalen Ramsey. I think you put Jalen Ramsey on Gronk. You have AJ Boye on 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 uh Hogan, and mm-hmm. then Julian Edelman is still suspended. Bro, that's yeah. a great that's a great combination. That's a great <laughs> recipe for for success for the for the for the defense. I think you just convinced me. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I mean, that you was got a great I, argument. <laughs> I gotta say that was a great argument. I mean. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Thank take, you very take much. A bow, take I'll be. A bow. I'll be here all day, guys. <laughs> uh, and also, I was gonna say uh, that that fast linebacking core that uh, D- Jacksonville has. Yeah. There is nobody in in the Patriots backfield that's that's premier enough for them to to beat one on one with you know Telvin Smith and all them. So yeah, I just I just think it's a great matchup for the uh, the uh, Jaguars on paper. Now yeah. execution is another thing. I can't wait to see that, but yeah, exactly. As for so, now, that's that's what yeah, I yeah. We'll see. I, and I gotta be honest, Blake Bortles, at least in Week One, looked decent. So yeah. that that's always been the Achilles heel for the Jags. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going Jags. We'll that's, go what, Jags. that's what I said the first time. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so actually, there are two big divisional games that I want to get to. There's actually a bunch of them, but the big ones that stand out to me are the Giants and Cowboys. Yeah, I was, I, I was going to put that on there. I thought I put it on there, but I didn't. Well, this, the Packers and the Vikes and uh, Jack, uh, Cowboys, Giants. Please also highlight the uh, the the Falcons and the Panthers because that's another big oh, divisional big game. Yeah, there's a bunch of division games this week. This and it's, week. It's, yeah, they it's got them. They got them early. They got them really yeah. early. So yeah, for Packers Vikings, I think Aaron Rodgers is hurt. So I'm gonna go. Oh no, it's in Green Bay. Uh, oh, it's really to pick them. I really don't know. I'm gonna go Packers. Can't go against Aaron Rodgers at home. Honestly, I'm going Vikings because uh, Vikings. I think this is gonna be a a mental block for Aaron Rodgers. You know, last year Aaron Rodgers got hurt in this same game. Against these same uh, uh, purple people eaters, uh, so <laughs> so I think Aaron Rodgers is always going to be looking, especially now that he has one leg, one, yes, and he he's hobbling around. Um, I think he's going to start trying to force things that he shouldn't. Um, I I I would give the Packers a shot if he was completely one hundred percent healthy, but since Aaron Rodgers isn't one hundred percent, he can't. He's his his biggest asset is mobility in the pocket. Yeah. And he doesn't have that. So I think Vikings, the Vikings find a way to contain that and ultimately 
they're gonna they're gonna at, at the end of it they're gonna sit Aaron Rodgers and make the rest of the team have to have to beat him. And I just don't think that the Packers have enough. So I think the Vikings yeah. are gonna win this win this uh, matchup. Yeah, we'll see. I think Kirk Cousins could also mess it up. <laughs> but I, I, but I also think Kirk well. Cousins. Could, I also think Kirk Cousins with that with that re- wide receiving core that he has, oh, that's much oh, better than he had in, in Washington. Yeah, and he was probably one of the best play action uh, quarterbacks to ever to to play, not ever play, but to to play last year. Yeah, what, and what, so what's going on? You got Kirk Cousins ahead of Ben Roethlisberger right now. I do actually. Oh, wow. Just because, just Hot because, take. just because uh, their wide receiving core. I mean, Adam Thielen. Uh, 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 Stefan Diggs. You got Kyle Rudolph. Like you, you, his receiving core is a little bit better than than the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers' receiving core. Although Adrian, P- or not Adrian, um, Antonio Brown takes up for like two guys. Yeah, and, and basically Juju Smith. Huster Juju Smith really, yeah, I mean yeah. he's still sat, he's still trying to come into his own. But Pittsburgh doesn't have a premier tight end. They have a, a solid, consistent tight end. Yeah, but, but they don't a have a premier tight end. So yeah. uh, I just don't see. I just don't see that. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. And then we have Giants Cowboys the Sunday night game. Uh, I'm thinking Giants. I don't like the Cowboys this year right now. Um, Dak Prescott has to throw a lot and he doesn't have a lot of good receivers to throw to. Mm-hmm. And I think Eli and Saquon Barkley are going to figure it out. I, I love that, but I have to argue the other way. <laughs> okay. First of all, uh, Dallas is at home, so they're going to feed off the crowd. Okay. Uh, they still have Zach Martin and they still have, uh, Tyron Smith. Tyrone, Tyron Smith, Tyron Smith, Tyron, Tyron Smith. Uh, as they're uh, on their line, so they 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 Tyron Smith is a beast, by the exactly. way. I've been watching. Um, oh man, what's the Amazon series? It's like Hard Knocks, but for Amazon. Uh, um, uh, All or Nothing, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys were last season's team for All or Nothing. Tyron Smith is a beast. Yes, he is. A he beast. is basically the Jason Peters. Uh, for the Eagles, he yeah. he's he clamps down, and there's no there's no getting past him, really. Yeah, how um, are you 312 pounds and most of it is muscle? Right, <laughs> right. It's crazy. Oh, so uh, I think um, I think the 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 Cowboys are going to feed off the crowd. Uh, I think the Cowboys, uh, Zach, uh, Zach Ezekiel Elliott will have uh, about I'd say probably about a good hundred yards uh, rushing uh, tomorrow because. Or tonight because uh, the Giants defense isn't that great. Um, Saquon Barkley Saquon should have a big game. In Saquon Barkley will have yeah a, a huge game. Um, um, but I just think, although the Giants do have probably one of the best receiving cores like still in the league with uh, it's a decent core with, with Evan uh, Ingram and Ingram, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell and uh, and um, uh, what's his name. Uh, don't sleep on uh, uh, Shepard. Don't sleep on Shepard. He's a good slot corner or sl- slot, slot receiver. receiver. Yeah. Um, and he's very shifty. He's small, shifty. He's like a uh, uh, Colt Beasley, except he's a little bit faster than Colt. Yeah. So I just, I just think I, I'm gonna edge. I'm gonna give this edge to the Cowboys because they're in desperation mode. They're not gonna go down 0-2 tonight. Yeah, they. Oh, that's true. They they lost their first game, so this is a big one at yeah, home. So I think this is desperation Sunday night. But they Dak, also went lose a lot of big games. So this is true. <laughs> but I think Dak's gonna have a good eighty plus uh, uh, rushing yard day. Yep. Um, two touchdowns rushing on the ground. I just think that that the Cowboys 
are so desperate now that they they're going to do what it takes to win. They're going to win this game. So. Giants are are semi desperate too. They lost their opening game, so I I just I think this is the game. But of Eli, all the games to watch. I can't. Today. I can't. I can't. I can't. Get uh, Eli. I can't get behind Eli. I, I don't. I, I just something about Eli. Although he did almost beat us twice last year, <laughs> it came down to the to to uh, um, the wire last year. But I just can't get behind him. Sorry. No, I understand. Well, that about does it for episode 28 of You Don't Know Jack. We always love to hear from you guys. Uh, we actually didn't check emails this week. Ah, oh, man. We'll Failing. check it. We'll check it and we'll get we'll get back to y'all yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah. Or Hubert will fire me and uh, he'll continue on his own. <laughs> Branch out. Solo act. Anyways, you can email us at ydkjpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also tweet at us. We're on Twitter. You can find us at ydkjpodcast. Always appreciate you guys listening and subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and or SoundCloud. Uh, be sure to hit us up because uh, we blog from time to time on ydkjpodcast.com. Anything else you want to add? That's it. That's about it. This is You Don't Know Jack. We are the Outsiders Looking In. My name is Chris Brown. And I'm Hubert Maitland. And we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.